This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler, and happy Friday to you. This is the show where I read articles from some of the sharpest minds in real estate investing. If you want to hear interviews with some of the authors of these articles, check out the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Short-term rental loans. What are the options? And how do DSCR loans stack up? By Robin Simon. Short-term rentals continue to be one of the hottest areas of real estate investing in 2023. Despite some market volatility, slowdown, and saturation in some areas, smart, professional short-term rental investors continue to thrive, expand, and scale. What separates the successful STR investors from those facing a personal portfolio Airbnb bust? It's simple. Investors who succeed with short-term rentals are those who approach the business professionally lining up all the moving pieces for success in STR real estate. 
Typically, this means approaching it like, you know, a business, utilizing a pricing engine, hiring top-notch management, or implementing cutting-edge automated systems, developing relationships with the right agents, cleaners, handymen, and accountants, and often, the most important piece, mastering the financing. Getting each of these dialed in is often the key to success and scale, freeing investors up to focus on the highest value activity, finding and closing deals. Bam. Let's take a look at short-term rental loan options. So figuring out the financing side of short-term rental investing can be the difference between a quick path to wealth and financial freedom, and then, you know, a migraine, financial stress, and failure. So when running the numbers, even minor differences in loan terms can lead to dramatically different returns on capital, pace of portfolio expansion, and even positive cash flow versus losing money each month. If you're like most people looking to build a portfolio of short-term rentals, you will likely need to use leverage and use it effectively and smartly. As many investors don't have enough cash lying around to just purchase without financing. It's hard to remember sometimes, but Airbnb is only 15 years old. Founded in August of 2008, believe it or not, at the height of the real estate mortgage crisis. Thus, this nascent industry of short-term rentals has grown and developed at the same time the mortgage lending business has undergone radical change. These changes included the passage of the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010, which created qualified mortgage rules that tightened up mortgage standards across the industry. Changes also included the growth of non-bank, non-QM lenders in recent years, pioneering DSCR loans, which are created specifically for investment properties but with healthy underwriting and documentation standards that were absent from the investors' so-called ninja loans, poorly underwritten loans to often unqualified borrowers, that were used in the early 2000s and are pretty much blamed as a big factor in the 2008 mortgage crisis. Summer 2023, short-term rental landscape. Let's take a look at this. So here in 2023, short-term rental investors have multiple options for financing their portfolio. A lot of banks are pulling back from lending in the face of high interest rates, regulatory uncertainty, and fears of regional bank credit crunch. Investors looking for STR loans generally kind of find themselves with these main options, and there are only three. Conventional, standard investment property loans underwritten to agency, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines, and primarily underwritten based on individual borrower income and the debt-to-income ratio thingy, or DTI. Second home loans, also sometimes referred to as vacation home loans, a subset of conventional loans that are best known and popular due to minimum down payments of like, you know, 10%. And then we have DSCR loans. These are often originated by private lenders for investment purposes and underwritten primarily based on the property and its cash flow potential. While generally a bit higher in rates and fees than the preceding two options, DSCR loans are typically the most popular and utilized by professional short-term rental investors. Why, you ask? And I shall answer. Well, primarily because of the flexibility they offer. Short-term rentals are still a, are a still-growing, rapidly changing class of real estate, and it's far quicker and easier for private lenders to adapt than the government-sponsored agencies conventional lenders rely on for decisions and guidelines. So here's how DSCR loans stack up versus the other two common options. When looking for financing options, it's pretty important to consider all of them. 
So here's a look at how DSCR loans compare to other loan options. First, we take a look at conventional versus DSCR. Conventional loans are often the lowest rate option, typically coming in at 0.75 to a, a whole percentage point lower than an equivalent DSCR loan. These loans are also standardized. Either they fit the rules or they don't and come with the certainty, if not flexibility, of what numbers and qualifications work and what just don't. So finally, conventional loans do not have prepayment penalties, meaning that if you do decide to prepay the loan early, please do, either through a sale or refinance, there are no fees for doing so. Sounds great. But of course, these pros also come with a list of cons when compared to DSCR loans. No idea where the English accent came from. It was terrible. Many of which are restricting enough to make the DSCR loan option worth it. Even with higher rates. Australian there. <laughs> anyway, typical drawbacks to using conventional loans when financing short-term rentals include DTI ratio requirement. Qualification for purchasing a short-term rental property financed with a conventional loan is really based on the borrower's global income and debt-to-income ratio. Thus, even if you've spotted a great STR purchase, where's this coming from? Crunch the numbers and know you'll earn comfortable cash flow. You may not qualify for a conventional loan if your personal income levels, or W-2 income, or expenses, all your expenses, don't quite have the right ratio. Furthermore, conventional lenders will haircut the income expected to earn on short-term rentals. So on paper, the property will not be as projected or even have enough revenue, even if you're a professional who can easily beat the numbers. So DSCR loans look primarily at the property itself and its cash flow potential. And this is important. Do not factor in DTI or even personal income, making a whole lot of scenarios workable for DSCR but not at all with conventional financing. Tax returns and documentation. Conventional loans are notorious for what some would call excessive paperwork and documentation requests, including digging up tax returns and all sorts of financial statements. Real estate investors know speed is the name of the game when seizing opportunities, so time spent gathering the extra documents required for conventional loans could be more than just a hassle. It could actually cost them the deals they want. No ability to borrow in an LLC. A lot of real estate investors in the short-term space prefer to invest through an LLC or a limited liability company for a whole lot of reasons. If you want to know more about LLCs, we have tons and tons of podcasts and articles at biggerpockets.com and right inside BP Daily. All right, so these include both the added legal protection, often valued in the STR space, with the frequency of guests and potential issues arising from hospitality, as well as the ability to borrow with partners, a 50-50 entity structure, for example. In addition, a major drawback of conventional loans is that you have to borrow as an individual with your name on the loan documents. This also requires the mortgage debt to be reported on the borrower's personal credit report, whereas borrowing through an LLC keeps the loan off of your credit. Let's talk about concentration and loan size limits too, because conventional loans do have limits on how many an individual borrower can carry individually, which causes some problems when you're getting into scaling. Individuals can have no more than 10 conventional loans. Conventional loans also have loan amount limits, namely 726,000 and change in 2023, which can be kind of challenging for that larger luxury short-term rental property you want. 
and there's no flexibility or even exceptions in qualification and underwriting. While the certainty of uniform standards can be a good thing, the flip side of that is <laughs> just not much flexibility, forward-thinking underwriting, and exceptions available. Now we take a look at second home loans versus DSCR. Second home loans are another popular option to finance short-term rentals. People are particularly drawn to this loan product due to the 10% down payment required, with a maximum LTV of 90%, higher than that 20% minimum down payment required for DSCR loans. However, a big drawback. It is a big one. Rules for this loan product require that the property is rented no more than 180 days per year, or generally half the time. This makes generating enough cash flow and return on investment as a short-term rental practically impossible, unless you're breaking the law, which would not be advisable. Thus, these loans are really not geared toward short-term rental investors, but rather people who want a vacation home that can be rented out from time to time. So the drawbacks, it, well, there are more, <laughs> of second home loans when compared to DSCR loans include some of these things too. The same DTI, tax return, all the documentation requirements, and LLC restrictions as conventional, as we talked about earlier. And then restrictions on days rented, which we talked about, a maximum of 180 days per year. No property management company. If you're utilizing a second home loan, you cannot use a property management company. Ugh. And restricted to single-family residences only. Borrowers just can't use these loans to finance short-term rentals on multi-unit properties. Key for maximizing cash flow for a whole lot of investors. And there are restrictions on out-of-state investing. Second home loans require that the borrower live a reasonable distance from the buyer's primary residence. Removing that crucial flexibility to invest in the best markets from coast to coast. Short-term rental DSCR loans differences among lenders. Let's take a look at that. So in summary, DSCR loans, while they are a little more expensive than conventional or even second home loans, alternatives, they're often the best bet to finance short-term rentals because of the relative lack of restrictions and also investor-friendly flexibility. However, not all DSCR lenders are the same when it comes to short-term rentals. In fact, a lot of DSCR lenders don't even lend on STRs at all restricting their offerings to properties utilized as long-term rentals only. Thus, if scaling a short-term rental portfolio with DSCR loans, it is crucial to know your DSCR lender's guidelines when it comes to STRs. Generally, DSCR lenders fall into three buckets. Number one, traditional DSCR lenders that do not lend on properties utilized as STRs. Two, DSCR lenders that do lend on STR properties but do so conservatively, either requiring the property to qualify as if it were utilized as a long-term rental or even require 12 full months of documented operating history on an STR platform. Whew. And then three, DSCR lenders that fully embrace short-term rentals and underwrite utilizing cutting-edge technology tools such as revenue projections from leading data sources like AirDNA, financing multi-unit STR properties, even five-plus units, and embracing seasonal vacation markets that don't have traditional long-term rental markets. So the conclusion? Investing in short-term rentals is not for the faint of heart. Mm -mm. 
but it's still an exciting space in real estate investing as the industry is still in the middle innings of a growth pattern toward an institutional real estate asset class. Innovation, change, and growth continues to happen daily. That's no wonder that Bigger Pockets Short-Term Rentals Subforum typically has the most active discussions every single day. There is no doubt that the lending options available to short-term rentals will continue to evolve and expand, and staying on top of the loan options available will be key to success as this wonderful industry expands. And that'll do it for today's show. Does the thought of buttoned-up paperwork make you toss and turn? Ugh. Let our lawyer-approved lease agreements take the pressure off. With tailored language for all 50 states, no joke, you can rest easy knowing you're protected wherever your journey takes you. Lease agreements are available as an exclusive benefit to pro members, so upgrade your account today to gain access. Visit biggerpockets.com pro to get started. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.